0: a little story with you this morning about a man named Henry. Now, when Henry was only four years old, he could not wait until the day he could go off to kindergarten. Well, finally, the days passed and the day came where Henry could go to kindergarten. And while he was in elementary school, he got to thinking that he couldn't wait until he was old enough to be in high school. He saw those kids who were so cool, they were so tall, I mean, they had it together. He could picture himself playing football on Friday night, scoring touchdown after touchdown with, the, with the, the crowd screaming for him. Then he got to thinking about that driver's license and a car. And surely all that could not come fast enough. Well, the day came finally where he ended up going into high school. He's there in high school and he goes through his days and he gets to thinking a little bit more. And he begins dreaming about the day when he would leave home And go off to this place they called college. And he thought, when I get there, I'll finally have some independence. I'll finally be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And you know what? Finally, the day came where they sent Henry off to college. Now, it was difficult being at college at first, having to do so much for himself. I mean, just the laundry alone was overwhelming. But after a while, he got the hang of things, and he started liking this independence that he had, this life that he had. And the days went by, and the classes went by, and the tests went by. And he started dreaming about the day when he would get his degree. He would get that which he was working for. And when he got that to his hands, he realized, you know what? I'll be able to go into the real world, earn some real money, and really start living life. Well, while in college, Henry met the girl of his dreams. Her name was Sue. And Sue was beautiful. I mean, she was a gorgeous lady. And it wasn't long until Henry knew that he had found the right girl. And one day they would be joined as husband and wife. And they made up their minds. They discussed it, made up their minds. As soon as they finished college, they would have the wedding. They both dreamed of that day. I mean, she, between classes and trying to work and, and planning uh, and, and things, she's planning out that wedding, getting ready for it. And uh, Henry's just ready to show up and get married. And, and after finishing college, they got the degrees in hand, they got married. And after the honeymoon, they settled down to a little apartment they called home. And they were just rejoicing for a while. And then they realized what they really wanted was a home of their own. So they got into the classifieds and they started grabbing those real estate books and they started looking through and seeing uh, what they could afford. They started crunching the numbers. Well, and actually, they, they looked at what they could borrow and uh, they, they got the numbers crunched and they finally found the home and they got into the home. Now, there was an extra bedroom in this home. And it wasn't long before Sue got to thinking what she could do with that extra bedroom. And she decided, I know what could go in that extra bedroom. A little baby could go in that extra bedroom. And it wasn't long before they welcomed their first child into the world. And they realized now they could really start living. I mean, they had the home, they had these jobs, they had all these things. But you know what? As the days went by at the office, Henry was getting tired of being low man on the totem pole. He wanted to climb up the ladder, this ladder of success. And he heard that one of the older guys was retiring. And he realized that a slot was going to open up. If only he could get his hands on that guy's position. He'd really be living then. He'd have a bigger paycheck. He'd have a bigger desk, a bigger office. He'd have it made. Well, this gentleman retired, and guess what? Henry got the promotion. He got the job there, the job that he wanted. And this same episode played on for years in Henry's life. He was always looking at the top. He was always looking to climb higher and higher. Oh, and by the way, there were more mouths to feed at home now as well. Well, his life rolls on by, and before long, he has more college bills. This time, not his college bills, but his children's college bills to help with. Then there were some wedding ceremonies to finance. And then before long, you know what happened? Henry amazingly opened his eyes one day and held in his hands his very own grandchild. Then there were grandchildren to spoil. And Henry realized he was not as young as he once was. And one day he was sitting looking out the window in his corner office and he was doing some serious thinking, some serious reevaluation of his life. He thought about how hard he had worked and all he had done and all that he had accomplished and realized that he could only hang on a little bit longer. His very own retirement was just a few years away. And he said, You know what? After I retire, I, I realize now I, I can travel and. Uh, Sue and I could spend time together and I can play golf five days a week and I can enjoy life finally and really begin to live when I get to that point where I retire. Well, Henry's funeral was this past Thursday. Uh, He never made it to his retirement. In fact, I guess in Henry's mind, he never really got to enjoy life and really live. That carrot was always just out of reach, just around the next corner. You see, much of Henry's life was spent postponing life, not enjoying the moment, not enjoying the season. He was always focused on what he hoped would soon happen, what was about to happen. And when it did, he said, then I I can really enjoy life and really live. We might say it this way. Henry, he really lived his life on hold. No time to smell the roses today, because I'll have a bigger garden tomorrow. And notice, beloved, the things that Henry was looking forward to were not bad things. I mean, marriage and a job and a home and all these wonderful things. But he was always living in the future. And he missed the present. Now, to be honest with you, Henry and Sue... Our fictional characters. I made up that entire story. And I did so for a reason. Because so many of us are like Henry and Sue. We live our lives on hold, always waiting for something. Whatever it is, whoever it is, however it's going to come. And when we get whatever it is we're waiting for, then we can start living. Then we can start enjoying our lives. And you know what? Time marches on. It marches on. It does not wait for us. And yet these opportunities pass by and we're on hold. Do you see yourself in Henry? Is your life on hold today? What is it that you're waiting for, friend, so that you can get it and then think, I'm really going to start living life If your life is on pause today, I want to encourage you to press the play button and start living today. Right now, this hour, this moment, today, Sunday, I want you to press the play button and enjoy life. Here's what I want to do in the next few minutes together. I want to give you three truths to remember. I want you to think about it like you're writing these notes on a little... Yellow sticky note. Y'all ever use those little post-it notes? You stick them around? I don't know how good they do. We have so many stuck here where we can't see them. I even have a program on my computer. That right on the desktop it has computerized sticky notes. And I put stuff up there. But I want you to imagine you're writing yourself a note today. One of those sticky notes. And I want you to place this in a place where you cannot help but to see it. Stick it in the bathroom mirror. Stick it right on there. Stick it in your car. Stick it wherever. The refrigerator. Wherever you go a lot. Uh, stick this uh, sticky note. And I want you to write down three truths to remember. Are you ready? So you might want to write at the very top of this sticky note, remember. And I'm going to give you three things to remember. Are you ready? Remember this first. Remember, you're not promised tomorrow. Remember, you're not promised tomorrow. If you have your Bibles, we'll be in uh, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes today. And I'll read some other verses as well. But Proverbs 27.1, if you want to jot this reference down next to that note. Remember, you're not promised tomorrow. Proverbs 27.1. Proverbs 27, one. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Remember, you're not promised tomorrow. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I think about the book of James of the New Testament. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17 says this. Go to now, you that say, today or tomorrow, we'll go into such a city. We'll continue there for a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appear for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that doth to do good, doeth it not. To him it is sin. Remember, you're not promised tomorrow. Now, tomorrow. How many of us here today are waiting for tomorrow? We're waiting for tomorrow. And you know what we're doing? We're wasting today. A Spanish proverb very wisely says, tomorrow is often the busiest day of the week. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I'm looking for tomorrow. Friend, I'm here to remind all of us today, we're not promised tomorrow. We need to press the play button and move on with life today. Now, the Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. And that being the case, there's some things you better make sure of today, this hour. Number one, we need to make sure that we're saved. We'll make sure that we're saved. Make sure there's been a time in our life we realize we're sinners We've fallen short of the glory of God. We cannot save ourselves. But then we realize here is a Savior, the Lord Jesus, God of the flesh, lived a sinless, perfect life, laid down, His, laid down His life on the cross, shed His precious blood, was buried, raised again to life that we might have life. We're not promised tomorrow. Make sure that you're saved today. How many of you know for certain, don't answer out loud, don't raise your hand, but in your own heart and mind, how many of you know if you die today, You'd open your eyes in heaven. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. You say, I'm young. Doesn't matter. We talked about this young man. Very young man who was out jogging. obviously trying to take care of himself. It falls with a massive heart attack. And you pray for him. We think of other young people that died. Babies die. Young people of all ages die. We're not promised tomorrow. The Bible teaches if we die, we'll go to one of two places. Heaven or hell. To go to hell, do nothing. You're condemned already. If you don't know Christ, you're headed there already. You open your eyes there already to go to heaven, repent of your sin and take Jesus Christ by faith. Realize he is the savior. Realize he paid the price for your sin on the cross. Turn from your sin to him. Cry out to him. Place your faith, your trust, your dependence totally 100 percent in Jesus Christ. You know, I'm talking to some folks today that probably somewhere in the past you heard the gospel and yet you hardened your heart or you heard the gospel. You said, you know what? I'm going to wait till Tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll get saved. In a couple of years I'll get saved. When I'm done with this in my life, I'll get saved. When I get older, I'll get saved. Bring you're not promised tomorrow. Make sure that you're saved today.
1: Make sure that you're right with God.
0: I wouldn't walk out those church doors back there until I knew that my heart was right with God, and if I fell dead this very instant, I'd wake up in heaven. We're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. Make sure that you're saved. Now, if you got that settled, here's one for you. You ready? Make sure you're obedient. Make sure you're obedient. Make sure we're obedient. For those of us who know Jesus Christ, we need to make sure that we're obedient to what God tells us to do in His Word. That we're living lives to the glory of God. Now, there's so many things I could say right here. When you talk about obedience and the Christian, there are so many things I could say. But I realized, I figured this out, that obedience covers it all. I mean, because if you're obedient to God and His Word, then you'll be faithful. Then you'll be witnessing. You'll be growing. You'll be tithing. You'll be doing the things that God has told you to do. You'll be doing things that please your Heavenly Father. You see, when God gives us instructions, you came today, many of you, for Sunday school. If you didn't, please come for Sunday school next week. You'll be blessed. You you were taught God's word in Sunday school. And as God reveals His truth to you through His word, you obey what God tells you to do. You're here in this sanctuary. As you hear God's word being proclaimed, as God speaks to your heart through His word and Spirit, you obey what He tells you to do. You live obedient Christian lives. When He tells us to do something, you don't postpone it. You don't say, well, later on, I'll do that. Listen, don't say tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. For those of you who have children at home and maybe some you uh, are empty nesters. But think back when you had children at home. When you told them to do something, did you say, were you okay if they said, well, I'll do that tomorrow? Go make up your bed. Well, I'll do that tomorrow. Well, you will. You'll do it today, too. You know? <laughs> go take out the trash. Well, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. You will go do it right now as well. We expect our children to obey, don't we? We teach them to obey. If we don't, they're headed for a life of sorrow and heartache. And so are you. We teach them to obey because it's right. And God has said things are right. We want to be responsible citizens and servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. you think God expects less of His children? Make sure that you're obedient. And maybe you're thinking, Roger, this is depressing. All this talk about not being promised tomorrow. All this talk of death and doom and gloom. I don't mean it to be depressing, friend. Instead of getting depressed, consider it in the light of the second thing we're to remember. You've got written down already, remember, you're not promised tomorrow. Now, secondly, remember to live today to the fullest. Remember to live today to the fullest. Live today to the fullest. Ecclesiastes, that's the very next book after Proverbs. Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse ten. Ecclesiastes nine ten. Listen to what the Bible says, Ecclesiastes nine ten. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Why? For there's no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. Let me just simplify that for a moment if you can, if we can. Do it now, because you can't do it after you die. Let's read it again. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. So remember to live today to the fullest. The New Testament, Colossians 3, 17 in verse 23 says this. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. So many people don't live today today. They live in the past. Their life is taken up with the past. They live with sorrow. They live with regret. They live with failures and falterings and fumblings and things in their past. Beloved, give those things to God and live your life today for His honor and His glory. Deal with those things. Listen to what Paul said in Philippians three thirteen and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do... Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, some people are living in the past and everything that happened back there. Others are living like Henry in our story, just looking for waiting for something to happen out there. But listen, God wants us to live for his honor and his glory now in this moment. Remember to live today to the fullest. How do we do that? How do we do that, preacher? Well, I fear answering that question because I don't want to oversimplify or or sound too simplistic. But it really is fairly simple. How do we live our lives to the fullest? We live for the glory of God. You see, that is living life to the fullest. If we want to get more specific, we'd say it this way. We live a spirit filled life. It's not so much our figuring out how to live as it is letting go and living. In other words, we let go of the controls of our life. We give them over to God, the Holy Spirit, let him live through us. Spirit filled lives. That sounds mystical and so forth. It just means letting him control your life. You're gonna live life to the fullest, live to the glory of God. Well, he said, "Well, well there's so many mundane things and routine." Listen, God's Word says in 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it how to the glory of God. To the glory of God. I can eat to the glory of God. Yes, I, I can do all these things. Yes, to the glory of God. So you're remembering two things already on this list. This this sticky note you're gonna put somewhere to remind you. Remember, at first, you're not promised tomorrow. Remember, second, to live today to the fullest. Now, you ready for number three? Remember to enjoy the journey. Remember to enjoy the journey. If you look at this verse with me, Psalm one eighteen twenty four. Psalm one eighteen twenty four. Remember to enjoy the journey. Psalm one eighteen verse twenty four is familiar verse to many. Here's what it says: This is the day. Which the Lord hath made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Warren Wearsby, that great scholar of the Bible, said, claim verse 24 for every day you live. I got to think about this morning so we could say it this way. Claim verse 24 every 24. In other words, every 24 hours you live, claim Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Listen. I know there are tough days. I know there are hard days. I know there are sorrow and and heartaches and things in life. But listen, enjoy the journey. God is working in your life, believer. God will take even those hard days, those hard challenges, and use them for His honor and His glory and your good. God is molding you and shaping you into the image of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not enough just to do. It's not enough just to say, well, I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm going to do today. I'm going to do it grudgingly. I'm not going to enjoy myself. Listen, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Let me give you a few practical steps of how to enjoy the journey. So if you want to add this on that sticky note or another sticky note, you know, there's lots of sticky notes everywhere. Let me give you five things very quickly and we're done. Five very practical steps to help you enjoy the journey. Are you ready for these? Number one. Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready for this one? Slow down. Uh-oh. Look at Psalm 46. Psalm 46.10. Slow down. Psalm 46.10. Some of you need to put that on your windshield in your car, don't you? Slow down. All right. Psalm 46.10. I want you to notice what the Bible says there. Be still. We're already lost right there, aren't we? We can't be still. Wait a minute. What does it say? What's God's word said? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And I'm amazed. I've started working through this freedom from busyness uh, study on my own. Uh, doing some preparation for the course itself. And it's amazing. You know, I read somewhere recently that if the... Uh, Devil can't make us bad. He makes us busy. Thought it was an interesting thought. Slow down. Stop rushing through life. And I'm preaching to myself here. If you want to enjoy life, you need to slow down. We rush from thing to thing, activity to activity. We don't take time to hear God speak to us by His Holy Spirit and His Word. We don't take time to read the Bible and pray and and worship the Lord. We don't take time for other people. Slow down! Psalm 4610. Number two, simplify. Simplify. If I was going to give you some verses for that, I'd put that passage I already read to you. Philippians three, thirteen and 14 where Paul says this one thing I do. Our lives are overwhelmingly complicated today. You know, I, my cell phone, I, I, I finally lived out that contract. And man, they just keep sending me advertisement after advertisement after advertisement. You know, renew, renew, renew. Get a new phone. It's a cool phone. Got lots of apps on it. This is awesome. Get texting and, and all this stuff. And you know what? I haven't let myself do it for the very reason that I already got enough to deal with. You know, I just need a phone that I can talk on. And, and some, of you, some of you text me and that's fine. And you'd laugh if you saw me texting back because I'm there A, B, C, E. You know, it takes me a long time. Listen, we are overwhelmed with stuff. And so that really means I can't get a new phone now because I just told you all that. So I guess I'm stuck with that phone forever. I may get with a texting thing at least, but all the other stuff, you know, simplify. Our lives are so complicated. Life used to be a lot simpler, didn't it? Simpler days, simpler times. Simplify. Number three. You ready for this one? See, S-E-E, see the creation. So what do you mean by that, preacher? See the creation. If you slow down and simplify, you'll begin to notice, look at the beauty that God has put all around us. We don't have time to look at beauty. We're just rushing by it. Listen, God has given us a wonderful creation, a wonderful world to live in. If we'll slow down and simplify and enjoy the journey, we'll begin to notice the small nuances throughout his creation that he's given us. Number four, serve others. Serve others. You want to have joy in your life, serve somebody else. It's amazing the way God has made that work. I mean, it sounds so odd that you give your time and attention and service to somebody else and you get more for yourself than they get because you get the joy and the joy. Wonderful feeling of being useful and helpful to someone else as you serve others. And number five, is some of us, and, and I'm not going to point any fingers or mention any names. Some really need to work on this one. Smile. Actually, let's even go a step further from smile. That, that fits the S's we're using as we use our S's. Slow down, simplify, see the creation, serve others, but smile. Actually, go ahead and laugh once in a while. Now your face might crack the first time or two, but they make makeup and stuff you can rub in there and cover that till it heals. You say, "Well, where do you get that preacher?" That this is this is church. This is sermon. This is spiritual stuff. And how dare you say, "Laugh"? Let me point out to you Proverbs seventeen twenty two: A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Laugh. Enjoy life. That's a struggle for some more than others. But I believe if you'll do that, those five things, it'll help you to enjoy the journey much greater. Listen, we only have a short amount of days upon this earth. Beloved, this is not dress rehearsal. This is real life. If you're putting your life on hold and waiting for something in the future before you live your life, you're wasting your life. Remember You're not promised tomorrow. Remember to live today to the fullest. Remember to enjoy the journey. How do we do that? We slow down. We simplify. We see the creation. God's wonderful creation. We serve others. And we smile. We laugh. We enjoy one another and enjoy the Lord. And we live a life of meaning and purpose and value that honors and glorifies God. Do you have Christ today as your Savior? If not, I want to invite you today. To come and have new life. The beginning of true life, Jesus. If you already know him today, maybe God has spoken to your heart. Maybe you need to take some of these steps today. You need to come and give up some things. Or whatever you need to do, you come as we sing this final song. And allow God, the Holy Spirit, to work in your life. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your care. We thank you for the wonderful world you've given us to live in. The creation around us. Father, help us to remember we're not promised tomorrow. Help us remember to live today to the fullest for your honor and your glory. And help us to enjoy the journey rejoicing and praising you all along the way. In the Savior's name we pray. Amen.